Welcome to Waking Up with Melissa, a podcast that takes a deep dive into personal development, spirituality, and how to grow your online business. I'm your host, Melissa Ruiz, a spiritual and mindset business coach for all conscious healers out there. Stay tuned every week while I share insight on how to balance your business and also stay in alignment with your higher self. I truly feel that we all uniquely possess all the things we are seeking if we simply allow ourselves to surrender, to be present, and to take action in our lives. Welcome back to another solo episode with Waking Up with Melissa, and this is a juicy, juicy episode because we are going to dive in on how to work with the energy of resistance, both in your life and in business. So let's dive right in because I have a lot to share, and I'll first start by saying I had experienced a bunch of resistance this month, both in my business and in my personal life. So I thought this was going to be a perfect episode to really walk you through some of the things that I do on an everyday basis. And let's just take a step back and say, I got married. (laughs) And I also went away to the Sacred Valley in Peru to do a yin yoga training. And the reason why I'm telling you all of this was because I had to walk away from my business for quite some time. This month, it was two weeks. The month prior, I was also running my retreat for my mastermind, which also took me a week out of work and then also took me another week because I wanted to just rest and enjoy Mexico. Who feels like that? Who feels like they both want to rest and be in flow and also help? and also have clients and students and do what they have to do in order to fulfill their dharma, their creativeness. And I have found myself in this place in the past two months. So there was lots of stories that kept coming up, which in fact brought on more resistance, both to my personal life and my business. So one of the things that I first want to start off with, and then I'll walk you through three things. The three things that I found that really helped me move out of this was devotion, discipline, and willingness. But before I can kind of break all of those concepts down, I want to just give you an overview view on how can we befriend resistance and investigate where they originated from? Is there a place where we can kind of pull back the thread and see where did this come from? Is the resistance showing up just now in the present because I'm going through some maybe difficult, challenging aspects or has this been with me for a while? And is it just now showing up, right? Is it just now flaring up? And I want to talk about that because I have found that most resistance is showing up because it's always been with us. So there needs to be this kind of inquiry as to why is this happening instead of, oh my God, I'm falling apart. I feel resistance towards X, Y, and Z, my business, my partnership, all of this stuff. And then usually what happens is a shutdown. And I find that that's not the answer. The answer never is in the shutdown. The answer is never in, well, I'm not going to do this because one can say that we're kind of taking the easier way out. And that's not to say that we shouldn't integrate and that there aren't times that we need to stop. Yes. But for right now, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about every single time we feel pressure. 
when we shut down, if there's a way that we can sit with ourselves. And I'll share with you one of my favorite practices is one that I do in meditation. It's one that I do just sitting down. And when I sit and close the eyes, it isn't to connect to this ethereal place and, and to feel bliss. It's, I, I actually go in with the want to connect to this certain aspect of myself that's giving me this problem, that's showing up in a way where it doesn't allow me to move. And you know what? I make friends with this aspect of myself. I ask it what it wants. You know, I get curious as to how long have you been here? Have I not seen you before? And I really start to get inquisitive because from here I find that usually, and I'll walk you through the, you know, other part. It usually always leads to a reparenting. It always leads to an integration, right? So here's the second thing that I kind of want to talk to, right? What are some of the energetic reasons why resistance is showing up? Like, why is it actually showing up? Like, why, why do we have to have this pressure? You know, and really, I find that it's not a bad thing. I find that there, as we go along life, there's these aspects of ourselves that kind of stay lingering behind. So ask yourself, even in the now, is there a part of me that I haven't really tended to? Maybe it's because I got in a new relationship. Maybe it's because I bought a new house. Maybe it's because something new, exciting is happening. Maybe none of that's happening. And I'm just, I'm just actually just chilling and hanging out with myself. And that's showing up as resistance. What are the parts of us that still either need to be reparent or integrated? And this is a beautiful way to think of our bodies as an operating system. I oftentimes think of myself as a computer in the best way possible. And I ask myself, you know, have I gone too far away in the forward moving action where I'm leaving some parts behind and something needs to integrate, right? I need to connect with this aspect of myself and maybe I have to tell them that things are going to be okay or that whatever resistance that they have felt in the past that's now showing up in the business, right? Because we're growing and we're flowing and we're testing ourselves and we're doing scary things and like nothing about building your soul business or walking your dharma is comfortable. I always see people, um, you know, sharing this message like, oh my God, I'm in such alignment. Everything's perfect. You know, and I'm like, really? Wow, that's interesting um, because I find the opposite. I find that yes, we can feel a sense of ease and grace, but usually the path is, you know, a rocky one. Usually it's one where we have to sit and potentially move through, alchemize, cry, and go through almost like this shadow part of ourselves. And we have to kind of again, make friends with this aspect of ourselves. So, you know, why is this showing up and how can we integrate it? You know, how can we repair certain aspects of ourselves, certain parts of ourselves that don't feel safe. There was a big part of myself as I was building my business that felt so unsafe. I was like, oh my God, no, this is going to, you know, fall apart. I'm not going to be able to do this. You know, there was so much scarcity. There was so much fear. And I really, when I connected to this fear, it was really because it had been with me from childhood. It had been with me from a really long time and it was just getting activated and almost aggravated at this point, right? So it's a good thing, which leads me to the next aspect here, which is how does energy and the resistance become your teacher? And this is really interesting because I have found that, you know, the energy of resistance can actually teach you a bunch. Uh, I was actually at a yin yoga training uh, last week at the Sacred Valley 
And one of the leaders there was talking a lot about different parts of herself. And I remember thinking like, whoa, like this isn't, this is so interesting how uh, this facilitator is bringing in all of the parts that we have to work with. And I have been relating it to all the aspects and we're both saying the same thing. And, you know, it's really important that we have this relationship with resistance as opportunity. You know, and if you're a yogi, you've heard this before, we look at everything everything as an opportunity and not as a way to like bypass anything, not as a way to like convince you or, you know, make believe that, you know, the resistance isn't there. This is, this is not why we do this. We do this because, you know, when you look at life through the eyes of compassion, through the eyes of this is just an opportunity for me to try again, you know, I often, I'll just say this one last thing, and then I'll kind of give you the three nuggets that we can work on. I often, when resistance come, you know, I get really interested as to, huh, what is it that I have not seen for myself that you need to show up? It's a beautiful question. Instead of saying, oh, I, I can't do this. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. Why? You know, remember, you're not a machine. <laughs> you can't expect your body and your mind to just do whatever it wants because it first starts from the inner landscape. So if there's things way deep within, they're going to bubble up. And this is why, you know, just building a business and having an online presence takes an incredible amount of energy and willingness. So much comes up. This is why I kind of laugh when I see all of the, the these messages that business is so easy and everybody needs to do it. And yes, this is true. And it's easier when we look at those aspects of ourselves with the opportunity to try and heal them. And I say try because we don't need to heal them. You know, sometimes I have found that when I sit with myself and I connect to different aspects of myself, that's all that needs to be done. And very, very quickly, that energy gets alchemized and I move right along. But just like a screaming child or, you know, a little um, version of ourselves that's trying to get our attention, I find that the more I resist, the more I push it down, the louder it gets, the bigger it gets, and until eventually it is a shutdown. So my last thing here, is how can we use the energy of resistance as a teacher? And if you ask yourself that really beautiful question of what am I not seeing for myself, that will open the door. And you don't need to have the answer. You may not even have the answer right now, but practice the practice. That's the whole point. And I've been learning this more and more, especially taking time away from my business this month, you know, where I only really worked about two weeks. <laughs> and then last month, the same thing. You know, I was doing my yin yoga training. I got married. I took off a week, went to Costa Rica. Then I was in Mexico with my mastermind students. And there was so much resistance that was showing up. I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. I need to work more or I need to work harder. How is this going to happen? Which by the way, I'm not going to do any of those things because that's just not how I flow. And that's just not how I want to do things. So as the resistance started to show up and started to bubble up, I really had to sit with myself and I had to affirm, reintegrate new parts of my operating system and let myself remember and know that it is okay, that this is how we're going to do things 
from this point moving forward that if there's any aspect of myself that wants to overwork because that's what I did in the past, um, I'm going to pay attention to this aspect and see what it really needs for me, but I'm not going to give into it and I'm not going to do that because I have to reparent myself. I have to retrain myself. I have to upgrade my system. Again, just like a computer. So the interesting part was, is that in the past two months, we have brought in the most currency in our business consistently in the past two months. And when I look back and I realize, like, whoa, I really wasn't working that hard. I really was giving myself permission to step away. You know, there was resistance that was showing up because I am a being. I am a human being with real feelings. And of course, I feel resistance. Of course, I get nervous. Of course, I get scared. But as an adult now, it's my job to reparent all of these parts of myself that are feeling and moving and, you know, feeling this maybe disconnected or not enough attention to me. I have to be able to look and sit with each one of those aspects. And it's so, so beautiful. So I really wanted to take this opportunity to tell you three things that you can work on that I have found the most impactful for me and my work and for my students too. The first one I'll talk about is discipline. I always talk about discipline because discipline has a bad reputation. Like it really does. It often is associated with this masculine energy, with I have to do things. And this is not what discipline is about. You know, we talk a lot about discipline in the yoga practice and discipline is, yes, it's a fire element. Yes, there is a commitment, right? Discipline is a beautiful way to actually create a routine and stick to it. Discipline is a beautiful energy to have when you want to sit with yourself and you want to have a meditation practice. There needs to be a level of discipline, of discipline to do whatever it is that you want to do. Remember, I always like to think about discipline in a cause and effect kind of energy, right? If I do this, then this will happen. Discipline is so beautiful. It is again, you know, this three-part system that we work with when it comes to yoga is the discipline, the fire, the tapas, the energy to actually get on your mat. There has to be some discipline, some willingness to do this. And then two, it's usually the self-study. And it's not usually, it is the self-study, the study of self. We have to be inquisitive and want to learn more about ourselves. This is why a meditation, a yoga practice, this is so beautiful. It's less about what the teacher tells you. It's less about what the shapes you get into and it's more what do you find as you're in that shape what is it that you're connecting to what is your mind doing what are you learning about yourself so this is so beautiful and obviously self-study and scripture and things like this and the last thing which I love is really the opportunity to give up the practice to something bigger than you and we were talking about this a lot actually in the sacred valley it came up in circle as we were moving through our yin yoga training and I was a student and it was so nice to just sit in that seat of asking questions, working with the elements, working with the meridian lines, working with slowing down and this part came up right? Like this discipline part came up as well. So it's so nice to have a different perspective right? That discipline is so beautiful and the willingness to give something up that's bigger than ourself, that for me is the, is the gem that we first practice for us, <laughs> right? That's usually what gets us open enough, willing enough to be open to the practice. And then we usually hear a call. So 
it's interesting how these two things work hand in hand. Continue to work on yourself. Continue to be open to all of the practices, sound healing, breath work, yoga, meditation, taking a walk in nature, meditate by yourself, journal, you know, do splits, do whatever the hell you want. Do the thing that allows you to connect to that void, to connect to that space, that yummy space where, you know, you just feel in flow, where time dissipates, where space even dissipates, where you're just so entrenched in what you're doing. Continue to connect with that. And then usually as we continue to connect with that, we usually hear this, you know, slight whisper to share it with other people that once we connect to ourselves and once we do this work on ourselves, that we have this want, this want to share it with other people. And I'll just take a moment here to say, you know, you don't need 10 years, you know, professionalism. You don't need um, to be the biggest guru. This is oftentimes the things that I see stops people the fastest. It's actually not in learning the material. It's actually not in taking the course. It's actually the fear of being judged. And who's judging? You know, usually it's us. And the part that's judging us is saying, you're not qualified enough. Um, I don't know if you can do this. So really use yourself as the anchor. There's a lot of information out there. I don't believe that you should just go out and not know anything about your craft. Like, please have mastery over your craft, right? But don't wait till it's perfect because it's never going to happen. If I had to wait until I knew everything about business, I would never be in the position that I'm at. If I had to wait to be a yoga teacher, I would probably be homeless, which I probably was very close to being because when I did my yoga teacher training in Morocco, when I came back and when I was on that plane, I got fired. I no longer had a job. And all I had was my body and the certificate. And I had to put myself out there. I had to move through the resistance that was saying, you're not qualified. You're a baby yoga teacher. You only have two days under your belt. Like, who are you to do this? You need to continue to learn. But it really came from this want and this need to really see myself in this position and to allow myself grace, I had to remember that I did know some stuff, that I did take a training with two beautiful guides that helped me really get in touch with myself and that I had to believe in myself. I had to believe that I was able to do this, that yes, it wasn't going to be perfect, but that I was able to do it. The last thing here is the devotion, the devotion, the devotion and I'm taking time and pausing to remind ourselves that devotion it's almost like an obsession in the best way possible there needs to be this level of devotion of dedication to yourself you know I recently went to uh, this place called Samadhi uh, the sacred valley where the yin yoga training was um, held at and I met one of the owners he was very young he was 33 he built this amazing amazing place and we got to having this beautiful conversation and how how devoted he was every single day to see this manifestation, this vision that he had while he was in the middle of a yoga class and laying in Shavasana. And he had this vision to bring forth this amazing, beautiful, intuitive, spiritual retreat center. And he didn't know how to build it. And he, he didn't know anything about construction. And it was just so 
beautiful to hear him speak about how devoted he was to that vision, how much he woke up every single day and was like, okay, how do I take one step closer to this? And it just reminded me so much of the thing that we're all missing. How devoted are you? How devoted are you to yourself? How devoted are you to your craft? How devoted are you to your healing? You know, when I think about my business as well, you know, I have so many students, they're like, oh my God, this is a lot. And, you know, there's perception of what's a lot and what's a little and what's too much. But I'm so devoted to my own spiritual growth. And through my business, yes, I use this business as a vehicle to radical healing because guess what? It's not easy. The longer I am in business, it doesn't get any easier. Yes, again, we feel easeful parts. There are things to celebrate, but there are also places that I feel I'm at my edge. There's places where there is resistance and I would be insane not to share that with you. That's the whole point. That is the whole journey of life. And eventually, you know what happens? All of this resistance, no matter where you go, it dissipates because you start to realize and you start to connect to this resistance is just my best friend. It is just showing me. It is my teacher and it's giving me the opportunity to have and see myself in a different way. It's giving me the opportunity to repair this aspect of myself or it's giving me the opportunity to integrate this aspect that I kind of was moving too fast and I forgot was you know a little bit behind me it's giving me so much and eventually all of this does dissipate because you start to realize and connect to the consciousness of just we are one being and we are expressing ourselves in so many different ways so there's nothing to be scared about resistance is going to show up constantly, both in your life and both in your business. But if you can look at resistance with a different heart, and I like to say, you know, with the heart of compassion, if you can look at the resistance as this almost being, this aspect of yourself that we need to connect to with a loving heart of compassion rather than beating ourselves up, rather than beating the crap out of this aspect and being angry and being mad that it has shown up, get inquisitive, start to connect to what could this possibly be teaching you. And this is why it's so beautiful to look at resistance in this way. What are you teaching me? What could I not see for myself? And you can apply the same aspect to your life. If we look at our life and we see that things are not happening the way we want, the relationship is not what we want. Our family relationships, our friendships, where we live, how much money we have in our bank account, all of this stuff. If you can just ask yourself, what is this trying to show me? It may be showing you about your mindset. It may be showing you about perspective. It may be showing you a cycle that you've been in for way too long that you don't even notice. And so this opportunity is presenting itself so that you can see this thing in a different light. The last thing I will say, so we have discipline, right? The ability to actually create routine, you know, fire element, be in your tapas, the devotion, right? It's almost like this like total obsession with what you get to do. And the last thing, which is the most important thing, and we've been talking about this in the whole time we've been spending here on this podcast, is the willingness. How willing are you to look at the aspects? How willing are you to heal 
attempt to or even look at those aspects of ourselves. How willing are you? Because the willingness is also connected to the resistance. So the opposite of the resistance is the willingness. When we resist, we close, right? So I, I do this with my arms where I'm almost like protecting my heart. My heart is caving in. My back is rounding. Like I am protecting all of the midsection of me. I'm resisting this thing. I am pushing my arms away. I am like, please go away. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this right? But the opposite of that is the willingness, is the openness, is the relax of the shoulders, is the lifting through the spine, it's poking out the heart a little bit. It's really just wanting that connection and that opportunity, the willingness, the softness in us to open up our ears, to allow our mind to open, to allow the heart to expand. Because when we do all of this stuff and these centers are open, then there's a willingness and reception to what is actually the truth. And I'm doing air quotes with the truth because truth depends on your perception of your own reality. And I won't get too much into it, but realities are also really different. I find that the resistance is attached to certain realities that I have created for myself that are also attached to narratives that also I have created for myself to protect myself. That's a lot, right? Like that's a lot to even think about, but that's what has made up a lot of my resistance and a lot of my realities. So I don't want to go too, too deep into all of this work because I first want you to just get comfortable with resistance. Once we get comfortable with resistance, I promise you it is going to be easy breezy. You are going to be smooth sailing on your spiritual journey because the more we can be open, the more we give all of these things opportunity, the more we just radically learn. You know, I'll leave you with this. I was super resistant my entire life. I wanted to be the best at whatever I was doing. There was this hunger and this thirst to want to be seen. There was this um, aspect of myself that felt like nobody else is going to do it. So I have to do it for myself. Nobody else is going to fight for me as hard or nobody's going to stick up for me as hard. I have to be the best worker. I have to overwork myself. I have to prove myself. I'm brown. I'm a lesbian. And all of this stuff, all of these narratives that I really was so attached to did nothing but help me become really good at resisting everything that was outside of that box. So I wasn't open to anything and it came in the simplest forms. I can tell you I wasn't even open to eating different foods. I was like, nope, I don't like that. That's not in my box. I don't like that food. I'm not willing to try this. You know, I'm not going to do that. You know, what's so interesting. The willingness of being vegan, the willingness of just being open to this work, my devotion to the animals and what I had seen I needed to do for my work. I'm not claiming that anybody else needs to give up me and all of this stuff, but I got the clear direction to give up this me for specific reasons that are attached to my own spiritual journey. When I was devoted to that, Man, can I tell you, I eat a lot of greens. I eat a lot of vegetables. I eat things I was never, ever tried. You know, I eat beets. I eat squash. All of this stuff that I was like, I don't do that. We, you know, we're so Hispanic. I want my meat. I want my rice and potatoes, my beans. You know, and now I'm so willing and open to all of it, right? But at first, there was a lot of resistance. And now to move through all of the resistance that has shown up and continues to show up. 
because resistance is going to continue forever to show. This is the last thing I'll say because now I'm getting really heated and now I'm just getting super passionate about all of this. You know, we can't, we cannot use the healing modalities to hide from ourselves. We cannot use, you know, sound healing, yoga, meditation, journaling, walking through the park to escape. This is not to escape. And sometimes I do see people escape from their reality and they go to these things, which is okay, but a better practice here, again, could be to make friends with the resistance. Show up for yourself in this way and watch this energy alchemize itself. You know, there doesn't need to be any, you know, push-ups, ab work. There doesn't need to be any masculine energy to alchemize this kind of energy. You know, Sometimes the only thing and the most powerful thing that you can do is to just look at it, to just look at it with a heart of compassion and with eyes of non-judgment. And with those two things, a whole world will open up for you, a whole different kind of world, your operating system, which you'll teach and you'll have discipline and you'll devote yourself to upgrading your own operating system so that these things that have shown up as resistance before that take you completely out, that shut you down, they no longer actually do that. You know, now here, I'm in a place where, you know, we befriend the resistance, we make friends with it, and that's it. There's nothing else that needs to happen. There is no story. There is no narrative. There is nothing. And if one appears, then we sit with that until we alchemize that energy. And I can tell you that it usually takes a day or two. Isn't that crazy? Like a day or two. And sometimes I see people walk around with years and years and years and years and years and years and years of trauma because of their unwillingness to go there. And one can say, yes, but trauma, and we don't know yet how this is going to make or break this being. I believe that a hundred percent. I believe that. And I'm thinking of somebody right now that if they were to even face their own trauma, it might be very dangerous. But this is, this is in an extreme situation. Usually, usually and you know just ask yourself like if I go back into this arsenal and I pull out this thing that has been bothering me do I need a therapist is this gonna take me completely out because if you do please see one that is very very important to take care of your mental health but I'm talking about this in the light of energy and in the light of how it gets stuck in your body. And again, we were talking about this a lot in our yin training on how, you know, working through the meridian lines and how, you know, through Chinese Chinese medicine, we learn how the meridian lines are connected to the liver and the spleen and all of these different organs. But how does energy actually get stuck in these lines? How does energy actually get stuck in our body? Through resisting, through trauma, through past experiences, what has the biggest opportunity for you to release and let go of this? Looking at it, talking through it. There's so many beautiful practices, right? And usually if we can look at the resistance as an opportunity, there's so much gold in that. Thank you guys for tuning in. I am so excited to be with you and to be kicking off this new season where we're going to be talking a lot more about energy and vortexes and dimensions and soulful currency and abundance and joy and happiness. Um, and it's always my highest intention that you 
take what feels good, that you leave what doesn't, share this episode with a friend. And the last thing I'll say is I am Melissa the Human and I wish nothing but peace and joy and happiness and the ability to continue to wake up to all of our gifts, to all of our realities, our totality, and coming back to the core of our own consciousness. Namaste. Breathe.